This story is called When God Calls, read for you by the author. Yes, hello, I'm calling from the office of Ronald Reagan, the governor of California. Thank you for taking my call. The governor would like to speak with the president of your church, uh, Reverend Robert Pearson, I believe. Yes, I will hold. Thank you. The call, as they say, was out of the blue, and it would cause ripples around the world. Hello there, Pastor Pearson. This is Ronald Reagan, and I have a personnel problem I believe you might be able to solve for me. His name is Dr. Salim Farag, and although he's scheduled to return as a missionary to the highlands of Papua New Guinea, I need him to stay here and serve as the Director of Health for the State of California. Might that be possible, sir? Oh, Dr. Salim Farag's parents were among the first people baptized as Seventh-day Adventists in Cairo, Egypt. His father, a prominent executive with the Egyptian Railway, lost his position over Sabbath observance and then struggled to provide for his wife and eight children. Experiences from those years in Egypt, they helped form Dr. Farig's strong commitment to listen for God's call and then follow wherever that might lead. One of those calls was for Dr. Farig, along with his wife Grace and their three small daughters, to move to Papua New Guinea, where he was to serve as health director for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. While Grace cared for the girls, Dr. Farrig went on walkabouts to hundreds of tiny villages that were scattered throughout the island's steep hills. Everywhere, he taught and demonstrated the essentials of good health that he had learned as a student and teacher at Lomeland University School of Public Health. Clean water, simple food, exercise. Well, the exercise part, that was easy in the mountains of PNG. But his focus on cleanliness, diet, and water, some of those were new ideas for the natives. When they arrived in PNG, infant mortality was running nearly 50%. That means that more than half of the babies died before they were two years old. Dr. Farrig, he was on a mission to change that. Hey, let's clean up your water sources, move the animals out of the house, and make sure that your babies are all vaccinated. Well, he taught everyone who listened. After three years of walking, talking, and demonstrating better ways of living, Dr. Farrig had started a school of nursing, a school of public health, and opened 60 rural clinics. Best of all, the infant mortality rate had collapsed to 2%. Three years in, when the church offered the family a well-earned furlough vacation at home in California, they were exhausted and eager. But Dr. Farrig wanted to do more than just visit relatives and sit on the back porch. He wanted to learn more about public health, to discover better ways to purify water, and much, much more. One day, he noticed that California's new governor, Ronald Reagan, was inviting healthcare professionals to apply for a job writing a position paper on health reform for his administration. Dr. Ferry smiled and began writing. 
His application joined dozens of others on the governor's desk and quickly rose to the top. Though he was a missionary on furlough from PNG, he quickly became Ronald Reagan's writer of the proposal that would transform healthcare in the state of California. A design that would make healthcare more practical, more focused on children, more specifically caring for the whole person rather than just focusing on hospital care. When the governor read Dr. Farrig's proposal, the family was already packed on a ship headed back to PNG. And when their ship docked in Honolulu, a message was waiting for them from Governor Reagan. Come back, it read. I want you to serve as Director of Health for the state of California. I am pleased and sorry, Dr. Ferry responded. I am pleased that you approved the proposal and sorry that I cannot accept your offer. I've made a commitment to go where God calls me and I have been called to Papua New Guinea to help improve the life of people who live in the highlands. Governor Reagan listened to Dr. Ferrig's response and immediately told his office to call the president of the Adventists. <laughs> Never before had a state governor called and asked the church to cancel a missionary's call, bring the family home. When President Pearson hung up the phone, he immediately called several of his vice presidents and then the president of Loneland University and asked what he should do. The Ferrigs got the answer when the ship arrived in Sydney, Australia. Brother Ferrig, the note began. First, there was a very nice paragraph commending Salim for the good work he'd already done in PNG. The next paragraph told the Ferrigs to get on the next ship and return quickly to California. We believe, President Pearson said, you have been given a higher calling. Well, the next eight years were a whirl of committees, hearings, planning sessions, and positive community change in California. Then, as often happens, Governor Reagan, a conservative Republican, moved on, and the people elected Jerry Brown, a liberal Democrat, as governor. And Dr. Ferrig began packing his bags. I was not at all sure where we would go, Dr. Ferrig remembers, but I knew I would no longer be serving the governor of California. Then the governor called, the new governor. I'd like for you to continue to serve as director of health for the state of California, Governor Brown said. I learned that you're not a political person. You serve evenly, honestly, fairly, kind of like Daniel. I appreciate your work. I would like to have you on my team. So the Farrigs unpacked their bags and settled in for a new ministry adventure. Oh, there's one other thing, Dr. Farrig told the governor. I am a Seventh-day Adventist, so I will not be available for work from sundown Friday until sundown Saturday. Hope that's okay. No problem, answered the governor. And then one Sabbath morning, the phone rang just as the family was leaving for church. It was the governor's office. We are having a very urgent cabinet meeting in about an hour, the person said, and I think you have some information that would be important to the discussion. For a moment, 
Dr. Ferry's mind went back to a day when his father had taken him to see the mummy of the pharaoh who had taken Moses' place. The pharaoh is here, his father had said, and then pointed up. But Moses is in heaven. Choose wisely. Ah, God's call was clear. I said I was sorry I could not come, and I gave a careful explanation, Salim remembers. Then I went to church with my family, knowing I had probably just lost my job. Monday morning, the governor called another meeting of his close advisors, who included Dr. Farrick. My husband went to the meeting expecting to be fired for missing the Saturday council, remembers Grace. But when the governor came in and sat in his chair, he immediately turned to his secretary and said, Please make a note, Dr. Farrig is never to be called on Saturday. That's his Sabbath. Ah, we're going to continue this story in the June issue of Adventist World. <laughs> 